This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. I'm Sarah Bivens, and with me, as almost always, very, very few rare exceptions, is my awesome husband, Matthew Bivens. What's going on, babe? Everything. Everything. Everything yeah. is going on. Everything's going on yeah. in a great way. Yes. What's yeah. up with you, Mama? Hanging out, chilling out, maxing out. Cool. Isn't that how it goes? Is that how it goes? Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool. Oh, and all. okay. Whatever. The spirit was there. Uh, but yeah, a lot is going on. Um, <laughs> one fun thing that I'm sure people can relate to it's just real life, first world problem thing that happens is our AC has been out over the past few days and at a time when one would not really want their AC to go out as in the last like burning days of Atlanta summer. (laughs) It was weird. Just went out like all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, stuff happens. But um, yeah, that first night sucked. It was super hot in our house. Sweaty. Yeah, very sweaty. (laughs) And then uh, we went and bought like a uh, an AC unit from Home Depot. Yeah. And thankfully it didn't have all the parts so that we can return it now. Yeah. <laughs> when our air does get fixed today, we're going to go return that ish. Yeah. Like, this was wrong. Yeah, but yeah, it didn't have all the parts. But hey, I'm grateful for it. Even without the parts, it, you know? it has done what it has needed to do and served its purpose. And neighbors came by with fans. Fans, yeah. And then, uh, and then the air... The outside temperature dipped a little bit. So right now, it's Today feel, is it's nice. Really yeah. Nice. Today, if this had happened... If this, if, the air broke on a day like today. I would have been like, all right, you know, not my first option, but we'll be okay. But that those first two days, boy. Yeah, it got Ooh, us thinking. We're like, steamy. how do people in like the 1800s in the South wearing all those cotton and linen layers do it? I don't like, even, I don't know. When I think about just some of the simplest problems I experienced today, I'm just astounded at how our species has made it. Like on multiple levels. How did anyone at any time, anywhere live through this? Yes, we are a resilient 
Oh, they were. People. With all the complaining yeah, that we do to, these like, the days, we are. Humanity. If we were there, we we would not. We would not. Yeah. I think about my family too. So I just think about. It. I appreciate you and your calm energy and kind of your problem solving that you bring to a situation because I feel like with my upbringing and energy and things like if the air was off or air doesn't work that's like defcom vibe isn't that i don't know my terms whatever <laughs> that is like get up out of here like we need <laughs> like a hurricane evacuation yes, situation yes, yeah when you go to the store get some provisions yes you need to board go to the hotel, house up, go to the need, hotel it's just something we will not survive through um so anyway i just appreciate how i mean we've just been rolling with it and living our lives despite not having air conditioning but uh, just a little bit sweatier little sweatier yes indeed and Maya's birthday was last week you know we yeah. watched her birth story but then we had a really great day together that little kid is just she had the best birthday best life yeah if i could order a second birthday again and do it again i would want the day that she had it was just so much fun and she still asked for we gave her pizza she got pizza and cake. And cake. And she still asked for it. Which, pizza and cake? Cake! Mommy, mommy, cake! And like she grabs my face, you know, all intently and my cheeks and gets all up in my face and goes, mommy, cake. She sort of does what, <laughs> was that movie, was it Deuce Bigelow? Where someone's like, this is a mistake. And the woman goes, steak? Say, yeah, do you say steak? Maya does stuff like that. Like, like you, you say, say <laughs> yeah, it's like the AC is or cake. <laughs> no. If you say something say that sounds you like crazy cake. child. Gosh. Um, yeah, so much fun. But anyway, anything else? No, nah, let's get into it. Okay. Today's going to be cool. We cool, got some cool. emails. Real quick, listeners, if you have not downloaded our free ebook yet, you should do that because it's awesome and it's faux free. So go to our website, diahpodcast.com. It's right there on the homepage. Enter in your info. Get sent to your inbox immediately. And it's 12 things that made our home birth awesome. So if you are planning for your home birth, reflecting on your own, and you just want to hear, you know, hashtag birth junkie, all the things, uh, it's a great free resource there for you Mm -hmm. just to check out, you know, some of our experience. uh, And we did it for you. So yeah, and it's not just for home birth. I mean, correct. Some of the it's things, not exclusive to home birth in terms of how you can have an awesome birth. Yeah, yeah, and and you know we just simply go into more detail on what made our birth awesome and gave you resources, all sorts of cool stuff, so that you can create your most awesome, beautiful, empowering, healing, lovely birth experience. For show. Yeah. So today we are uh, listener love, listener conversations, listener emails, all things listeners, because we are obsessed with you guys, kind of, and I'm not making any secret about that. Uh, And our main topic is inspired by a listener question. And I think it's a really juicy, awesome conversation and topic to be shared and to to have people in dialogue on. So we're going to get into that. Real quick, want to say thank you so much to Kelsey, our listener, who sent us just an amazing message and affirmation um, on the show and her experience and, and journey of listening to the show. And so I'm going to share that with you right now. Kelsey says, hi, I just wanted to reach out and let you know I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I'm a non-mom, in quotes. I love that term, how we've like, I don't think we've coined <laughs> yeah. it officially, but it just came up. And it so comes I up just, a few times. Yeah, non-mom. 
but I'm a non-mom and most definitely have turned into a birth junkie over the summer. I have taught preschool for 13 years and have been around plenty of moms and love to hear birth stories. When I was growing up, my mom would watch birth stories on TLC. I totally did too, uh, which is where my addiction started. Four years ago, I met my boyfriend and found out his sister-in-law had three of four babies at home. This is where my interest in... uh, This is where my interest in natural birth started and most recently a home birth. When I have downtime, I'm usually researching natural birth, home birth, midwives, etc. I love the thought of someday that I could bring a beautiful little soul into this world in my own home. I started listening to your podcast when I was just hoping that someday I could have a natural birth at our local hospital. Now that I've been listening to your podcast, I'm hoping someday I can birth at home where I'm comfortable, where it's private, and where I can relax in my own environment on my own terms, not someone else's. Thank you to you and Matthew for doing this. It educates non-moms like myself about birthing at home. I hope this podcast reaches many other non-moms so that they can learn how wonderful it is to birth at home. Thank you, Kelsey. What an email. Yeah. That is so cool. Thank you, Kelsey. Jeez, I appreciate that so much. And we talk about how in starting this show, so many beautiful pockets of ignorance I had as far as what the show would do and what we could do with it and how it could grow and evolve. And one absolutely that, you know, just got illuminated probably over the past year in doing the show was how it can be a resource for women who aren't, in the conception stage yet, but they just want to explore what it could look like when you have a baby and, and empowering birth conversations and things like that. And I just feel like that is not encouraged or not a theme or a thing that women are offered as far as, you know, when you start to come into womanhood and you're just planning your life. I mean, why would you not think about how you could birth or what your options are or things like that? And yeah, so I just I think it's so cool that we have a healthy uh, listenership of non moms. Hashtag non moms. <laughs> I love the proactivity. Hell yeah! You know, like you and I are both balanced lifestyle coaches, and we do a lot of work with you know helping people to envision what they want to create and step into. And yesterday, for example, we were planning out our business for the future, and <clears throat> even that type of thing isn't always something that people think about doing. Like, let me plan out my business. Let me plan out my marriage. Let me plan out my family. So I love the fact that Kelsey was being proactive and doing something like, like you said, Sarah, it's not, it's not the most common thing to sit down and think, okay, what type of birth am I, am I envisioning months or years in advance? But that's how you get intentional. That's how you, you know, you put that order out in the universe. universe. That's how you really get the ball rolling. And so Kelsey, I love the fact that you're doing it. I love the fact that you're just tuning in to, to these conversations and stories, thinking about it for yourself, doing your own research. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So yeah. thank you so much for just taking the time to write a thorough, freaking thorough, heartfelt email. Because if you had just said, what's up, everybody? What's up, you guys? I like your podcast. Awesome. Keep it going. Sarah and I would have been super thrilled to receive that. Yeah. But you went above and beyond yeah. and wrote like paragraphs. So thank you, Kelsey. Yes. Hashtag listener love. Um, if you have any listener love to share or have a personal experience of how doing it at home has impacted you, your life, your birth, family, whatnot, please share with us. Like Matthew just said, we love that. It is yeah. like fuel to this podcast fire. Um, so reach out to us. You can email us hello at diahpodcast.com or you can contact us through the website diahpodcast and on Instagram 
at D-I-A-H podcast. Funny, just popped into my brain. Uh, Instagram, on Maya's birthday last week, I shared for the first time videos of Maya's birth. Oh, Very yeah. intimate, like the real raw deal of Maya's birth and some of initial postpartum, just the whole birth experience. So from videos and photos and the outpouring of love and affirmation and gratitude for us sharing that was absolutely overwhelming in a beautiful way and so i just wanted to i was i totally forgot i wasn't even going to mention it in this episode yeah. it's just you know a week ago is it's so hard to keep up with with life that seems like a long time ago but i could not um let that go by to just thank you all so much for that that love it means the world it really does and so if you are one of those um people right now you're listening who you either liked commented even just saw it and you know noticed it in any way Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart, um, our hearts. Uh, and if you haven't checked it out yet, please, you know, feel free, go over DIH podcast, our Instagram page and and see, because we had listeners who were commenting, like, I've been wondering if you were going to do this. And I thought that was fascinating. We had a lot of people who said that. I didn't even think about that. I mean, I, it seems kind of obvious. Yeah, we've been doing the show and we've talked very intimately about most aspects of our lives. And we have shared these intimate stories of other people's lives and their stories and um, their pictures and their images, but we hadn't shared ours yet. And, you know, reasoning to that, I think everything is divine time. I just, part part of the time, I don't even think I thought about it. And then there were aspects of grappling with, you know, should we keep this to ourselves? Should I keep this to myself? This very intimate, like I am on full display. And Oh, yeah, like fully naked. Yeah. I'm like there. camera right at crotch level. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a very real, raw thing. And it's a, it's a very... But, you know, I, I felt confident. I felt like it was the time, you know, to celebrate Maya's second birthday. And I... I felt empowered in it, and I know how I feel when I see other women's vulnerable, just real out there sharing of stuff like that. And so I felt, I felt inspired, and I felt like it was time. There's 73 comments right now. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. There's, so there's people who are, and what's cool is like it started a conversation. Yeah. Like there's some folks who have asked questions, like why did the midwife pull the baby, and right. then another person comes in and responds. Yeah. She's just regulating the process without right. any tension. She did well. Right. And it's just, you know what? I think it's, um, I think you're pretty pretty badass, babe, for sharing that video because there's a there's a laundry list of reasons why. You shouldn't share it. Oh yeah, but you did. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not saying they're my reasons, but they're just you know things can go in your head. Mm -hmm. I don't want to put myself on display. What will people think? Yada yada yada. Blah mm -hmm. blah blah. But I know you've been so inspired by watching other mamas on Instagram yeah. and, and those videos, and you share a lot of them. So so cool that you shared yours, ours, and um, I mean the outpouring of response. Like I'm just scrolling through right now. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, yeah, people are, are are have been moved. So. I'm happy just, that you you uh, brought this up. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, you, you think about the things you put out there, right? I mean, you've put it out there, so you're aware of that, and you've chosen that, and you've picked up that stick, so to speak, and there's another end to it, oh, which yeah. is what people can say, do, what have you, that you have no control over. And so that was an, a practice for me in, in putting that out there, was releasing some of that, or when one or two things did pop up, you know, how do I sit with that? How do I feel with that? Because this is one of the easily one of the most personal things ever to share. It's not like I'm posting a, a picture of my salad and someone's like, ew, why would you do that? Like, I'm not going to take too much offense yeah. to that. But, you know, someone commenting on how our baby was born and maybe our our choice in that, yeah, like that can test some things 
you know, more than others. And, you know, just to share briefly, one of the one or two um, discrepancies, I don't even know what the how you would label it, but people were like the waters. So after Maya's head came out, you know, the water that came out, it ranged from, oh, my God, look at all that blood coming out of her. First of all, that was not blood. It wasn't even the color of blood. And it was not blood that was pouring out of me. It's the amniotic fluids. And then there was a tint to it. So people were like, what's that about? There was, and Debbie, our midwife, knew this as we were going into pushing that there was slight meconium in the waters. And so we were just aware of that. And honestly, I felt completely safe. I felt completely cared for in the entire process, the entire thing. I trusted Debbie implicitly to know the the situation and if anything did need to shift or change or if we needed to go anywhere um and i can attest to you can attest to nothing went wrong there were no complications from pushing maya out to then the next few hours she was completely healthy and is now a thriving two-year-old so there was just some things about like oh the waters and that was dangerous and like someone even said in this case you know you shouldn't have done it at home or someone shouldn't have been at home and i'm like well you know okay that's cool and you know what I give that zero attention. Right, right. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. like, and I know you hear it from me all the time. I know. And but that's it's, helpful. It, sure, repeat it as, long, as much as necessary. Yeah, I mean, like, I was looking at all the videos. There's like three or four videos you posted, mm-hmm. probably over 100 comments. Yeah. And, like, and maybe there's one, one or two <laughs> yeah. where people, and listen, fine, that's always going to be the case. Mm-hmm. I had zero time to spend on, on somebody wanting to... Uh, throw their shade or their BS on our experience. And I totally know that people have those opinions and they're so entitled to it. But man, I just, and I'm I'm sharing this for, for the dads who might be listening or partners or mamas yourself. Like as you make your decision, someone's always has an opinion. Yeah. Somebody always is going to say, Oh, well, because of the way the the thing I'm seeing, you should have done this or you should have done that. Or that was so dangerous or you should, whatever yeah yeah no no freaking attention to that stuff because that has to do with their stuff their their junk the stuff that they're hung up on their own judgments their own perceptions all of that and we got no time for that to penetrate our (laughs) bubble of awesomeness Also, one other quick thing to mention, someone had commented on, you know, the level of pain that I was in because I was pretty vocal. And so especially as Maya was coming out, you know, I was kind of like, ah, and then, you know, there's a I kind of yelled her out. Um, I would not classify that even as I watch it now or what I remember from being in it as excruciating pain. So maybe to the untrained or unexperienced listener or a person who hasn't experienced birth before or um, who just had a different birth experience, whatever. There's a multitude of things to where you might hear what I was vocalizing and expressing and be like, oh my God, like someone helped that woman. Um, But that's not how I was experiencing it, nor how I look at it. When I watch it, I'm like, oh my God, yeah, that was was horrible and that was painful and that was this. I don't look at it at all like that. Incredible, intense sensation, yes, and especially like that ring of fire. And as her head was popping out, I was mostly just shocked and in such surprise that like baby was coming. But that that part after her head came out and as she was coming out, I don't remember experiencing any any pain necessarily. I think it was just the pure emotionality of it. You know, like you're crossing the finish line after you've run a, ma- a marathon and you're like, I'm finished. Like, that's what I feel like it was. So I just wanted to touch on that for a second. Cause someone was like, you looked like you were in so much pain. And I'm like, mm, yeah, no, of course, because yeah, yeah, you, yeah, because you come in with this lens of 
birth is incredibly painful right. and traumatic. So, I mean, it's easy to look at that video and to see pain and trauma. Yeah. Which is, it's easy to do that. I felt like that before I had Maya, when we watched the videos of the midwives, I would be, yeah. I would be watching those women birthing. I'm like, oh my God, someone help her. Like, like, someone looks, take that pain away. Yeah, it looks, look that looks like painful. That, that looks uncomfortable. Yeah. Yep. You know, but I remember we talked to a mama last week and she talked about roaring yeah. her baby into the world. I'm yeah. like, that's, is that roar. Yeah. That's that lioness. That's that feminine goddess <laughs> roaring that baby in. I love watching your face when you describe feminine goddess lion energy. It's oh, man. It's really sweet. I wish I had this on film. It's amazing. I got to see, I got to sit there right behind you as you roared Maya into the world. Yeah. And I remember the only part of the, through the entire experience you told me it was painful is when we were in the bathroom. Yeah. And you had had a couple of uh, pretty big contractions. Yeah. And you were, or pressure waves. Yes. And you were like, this hurts. Yeah. That was the only thing you expressed yeah. the whole time of pain. And, and so, yeah, you know, it, it probably looks like pain. Sure. But for everybody's experience, it's, you know, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's a little recap of sharing more of the, more aspects of the, of yeah. the birth. Yeah. And if you haven't seen those videos, go check them out. <gasps> They're on Instagram. Yeah. There's about four, how many is it? Four or five? Yeah. So I just posted throughout the day. And what's so cool, I talked to a few women, um, <clears throat> excuse me, afterwards who were like, yeah, when I saw you post the first video and say that you were going to be posting throughout the day, like I was religiously like checking yeah. my phone or checking my notifications to see when you were posting the next video. Cause I posted pretty consistently throughout the day, like every hour to two hours to kind of walk through the day, you know, in its chronological order as best I could. Yeah. Yeah. So that's on Instagram. And I'm going to plug my own podcast real quick because <laughs> on on Maya's birthday, oh, I published did. a yeah. special episode um, where I recapped Maya's birth completely from my perspective. Which is so cool to have. How rare is that? It was that? cool. And uh, I recorded it at the time when we were when we were finishing like the active labor and getting into pushing mm -hmm. so it was like 9 30 9 45 in the morning and when i'm recording this episode so i was like in that space two years you know two two years uh ahead so anyway that's on having it all podcast and uh you should go check it out I've, I've got some cool feedback from it yeah definitely great for partners um dads yeah you know, to check out totally totally okay shall we talk about this listener email, which is really yes. exciting and inspiring. Uh, it, Yeah, it's it's got all my juices flowing. So as I read it, I want you to just start cranking away in your beautiful brain, make some notes, whatever, because I know you're going to have some feedback on this. I'm oh, yes. actually really excited for this. <clears throat> Excuse me. I keep like I have a thing in my throat. Okay. This is from Liz. And cool. Liz says to us, Dear Matt and Sarah, I have a wonderful, vibrant toddler who is almost two years old, and in order to spend more time with her, I resigned from my job as a middle school teacher, which was regularly, regularly a 60-plus hour-a-week job. Wow. Yeah. Teachers are amazing. Wow. <sighs> Beyond amazing. I'm, I'm the child of teachers, so I understand that. Unfortunately, my family is not in a place where I can be a full-time stay-at-home mom, so I'm working as a courier for a food delivery service. It's a great opportunity for me to listen to doing it at home. Mm. While I finish up my training to be a Bradley Method of natural childbirth instructor slash doula. My daughter goes to a local Montessori school in the morning, Monday through Friday, but I'm considering switching her to full day to afford myself more time to work on my Bradley certification and make some more money currying, but I feel conflicted about sending her for a full day when my initial rationale for self-employment was to spend more time with the baby. 
I have caught a lot of flack from family and friends about why she's going to daycare at all when I quote unquote stay home. But I know I've heard you two say that Maya goes to daycare while you're working from home. I'm interested to know what her daycare schedule is like, how many hours a day slash the days of the week, and how you explain to people why Maya goes to daycare while you quote stay home if you've come up against any of that. Thanks for making an amazing, relevant, family-centered podcast. Keep up the good work. Regards, Liz. Liz, that's an awesome email. Ooh, oh, Liz. I'm I'm like Okay, so while you gear up on that, how about I do this? How about I address briefly our little layout of how we do our you give week? the facts. I'll give the facts and then you come in hot and then we'll go from there on on what what ensues. How and I'll that? I'll say this, this is cool. Liz, right now we are recording at home. Mhm. And Maya's at daycare. Maya's currently at daycare, so this is full perfect. day of daycare. Full so, day. There's people who are like, why are y'all at home and you put your kid in daycare? She could be running around. Okay, I'm stopped. Yes. Go. Go, Sarah. Yes. Down tight. Pause me. Yes. Okay. Go. <laughs> so this is our, and this has evolved. So I will give you two seconds. When we first had Maya, we really had no plan. We really had no clue what we were going to, I we will We didn't say even that. think about that. I like... You get so focused on birth and everything and like, you know, we're we're entrepreneurs, we work from home. So we were like, yeah, like, blah, like, well, just make it work. I don't even know. I can't even go back to two-year-old brain two years ago in my brain and like understand what we were thinking or not thinking. Yeah, I don't even know. I think we I just... I mean, we took a you know what it was? time off when we first had her, but then I just, I had no idea what was going to happen next. So we were doing, we had different type of work. Um slightly slightly and i think what we were kind of planning is trading off we really you, were you would have maya in like you know monday morning i take her we in the afternoon and then her. we'd switch but then I, especially towards the beginning exclusively breastfeeding full time and not supplementing and yeah. no food yet let's just let's just yeah. say we didn't it's been a journey we didn't have an idea <laughs> it's been a journey yeah. so where we are now what it looks like on an average week mondays Maya goes to a full day of daycare at this amazing, crunchy, beautiful daycare um, from nine to five, roughly nine to five. Sometimes she gets, oh no, eight, eight to five. Eight to five. Sometimes she gets dropped off closer to nine and sometimes she gets picked up closer to like four, four thirty, depending on what's going on and how we're feeling. But that's the range in which she can go. She's there and we are working all day, mostly on our podcasts, doing it at home, our own podcast, like it's recording, it's, it's just managing our podcasts. Then Tuesday and Wednesday for six hours each day, we have her nanny technically, but sometimes I even feel weird saying nanny, which is funny in and of itself because it's like I'm judging the term because of, you know, my old past previous paradigms of what it meant to have a nanny or that if you have one, what it means about you in one vein that you're not momming enough. And then also that like, ooh, you have all these resources and like you're, you know, whatever, you know, I, I've looked at it. Oh, that's interesting. From many different angles. Oh, in the past, when I was young, I was like, you have a nanny? Oh, that means you're rich. That means your mom does nothing. That okay. was my paradigm for nanny growing up. Okay. You have a lot to say also on this stuff. Why? Well, I'm just saying like... Oh, because of my own podcast? Well, no, because because uh, we're we're like delivering facts, but I could tell that you have your own feelings and we okay, can dig deep. I will get back into facts. Stick to the facts, okay, facts. because... <laughs> Because, yeah, because I... Okay, I won't give my side commentary. I won't give my side commentary. Okay. <laughs> Tuesday and Wednesday, we have a nanny. We have care for Maya in our own home. She comes to our home for six hours each day. During those six hours, Matthew and I are working. We are servicing our clients. We are creating new clients. We are we are working. Thursday... That's 10 to 4. Yes. And then outside of that time, you know, if Matthew has something he needs to do, I'll cover Maya, vice versa, or we're just hanging out as a family for a couple hours before the day ends, before dinner, all that great stuff. 
So on Tuesday mornings, yes. you go to the gym. Yes. So I'm with out. Maya from when she wakes up mm-hmm. to when the nanny comes around 10. 10. On Wednesday mornings, you're writing a book. Correct. Sarah's writing a book Sarah's about a book. doing it at home podcast for everyone listening. It's going to be coming out <laughs> soon. It's an awesome book, by the way. So Sarah's writing a book. And again, I'm with Maya from when she wakes up till about 10. Correct. And then in the afternoons, Sarah's with Maya from yes, four on on Tuesdays because I'm, I'm teaching a class Tuesday evenings. And then we're both with Maya from four on on Wednesdays. Actually, no, you're with Maya again because I have clients. Correct. So that's how it works. Yes. Right? So we yep. trade off in the morning. We trade off in the evening. Nanny's there from 10 to 4 on yep. Tuesday, Wednesdays. Yep. What about Thursday? Thursday morning, I wake up and I'm with Maya till about midday because Matthew goes to the gym and then he takes meetings and does stuff for the first half of Thursday. So I wake up and I'm with Maya till usually about noon, 1 o'clock. Noon. Yeah. And then I go work out again myself and then I have admin time and just me time to like, I can essentially do whatever I want during that time, but I usually fill it with work, emails, calls, things like that. And then I have a Thursday night meeting, a, an accountability group meeting that night. So Mama is gone from about 1 p.m. until like sometimes 11 o'clock that night. So I mean, so I I'm with Maya the rest yes, of the day and the I put Maya day. down. And also we're one car household. So when Mama's gone, that means yeah. Matthew and Maya are hanging out at home, just the two of them, and they're stuck here. Man, okay, tangent. <laughs> I can't believe that we've been we've been rocking with one car for over two years. Yeah. there's. I never would have thought that 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 would be cool with us that we would we would like choose to do that or that it was even possible but it is we have one car everybody and we live in atlanta that means it's 30 minutes wherever you're trying to go and boy it has it has caused us to get so synced up with our schedules and to be on top of like okay you're going here okay great then i'm doing this and you're Mm -hmm. okay blah 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 and it was tough at first, but we've got our yeah. flow. So Google calendars, Google yeah, calendars, y'all. Google calendar. merge that stuff. So that's Thursday. So yes, then Thursday. Friday, Friday, I'm with Maya almost all day. Yeah, most of the day, almost, almost all day, because that's you. You have meetings. You take. I might have a, a thing in the early, early morning if I do something. Like I might have a call or I might have a meeting or something like that, and then you would hang out with Maya. But otherwise, I mean, we just kind of have a blanket over most Fridays. That that's just my day with Maya, and I, I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's my dedicated, you know, time with Maya. So and then we finish. I finish sometimes like early afternoon. Yeah, about a normal work day. You're probably done around five ish, and then yeah, that's family and then time. Family. And then you know, Saturdays and Sundays we don't have any. It's family Clear time. Your work scheduled. If we feel inspired, some work might get done during naps or like, hey, babe, this just came up for me. Do you mind hanging out with her so I can go do this? Um, Let's be real also. Like, we work a good amount. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm typically up early or stay, stay up late some nights because... I mean, we're just got a lot of stuff that we want to create. And it's just a different way of doing it. So it you know, I remember in the past when we started establishing this lifestyle, you know, my family or friends might call and be like, you know, you work from home. So like you can go do this whenever you want or like you can, you know, I'm like, what do you think I do? Like, what do you, know. what do you think we do? Um, and then they'd be surprised to hear like it'd be a Sunday evening and I'd be like, yeah, I'm doing work or I'm actually about to get on a client call. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, dude, like. In some capacity, this is every day. It's just different, you know. It's different than the person who is at the office, goes home, doesn't bring anything to the office, and yeah. is literally like turned off Saturday and Sunday. It's it's just different how it all um, balances out. But yeah, and it's by it's by choice. And what's yeah. cool is um, I had a client call this morning, and it's Monday morning right now. We're mm-hmm. recording this, and I was so excited for Monday. Yeah, I was not excited for Monday when I was working for someone else. No. 
but I'm so excited for Monday because it's the beginning of intentional creation. Right. So, okay, quick so recap. That's the facts. Monday, daycare, 8 to 5. Tuesday and Wednesday, nanny, 10, 10 to, to 4. 4. Thursday, half day Sarah, half day Matthew. Friday, most day Sarah. Yeah. And weekends are open. Yep. And that's how we currently do it. And we're going to be making a couple of changes. We would like to actually add yeah. another full day of Maya daycare. being at daycare. Potentially switch that with nanny or just, yep. you know, figure it out. But yeah, it'll, hour wise, it'll probably be about the same as what she is covered by someone yeah. else. Yeah. And that's that's them, what it is. Them's the facts. Yeah, that's what it is. And it it works well for us. Um, I. I enjoy it. I, I like having the routine and then knowing what's coming up each day. And Maya does really well with it. I would say Maya is thriving. Oh, yeah. She is used to it. She loves school. She loves the friends that she's made there. She loves our nanny. And then she loves the time with us. And so I feel like she's gotten the hang of the consistency of it and yeah. um, the routine. I would change some stuff. Okay. If... If I had my druthers, <laughs> druthers, and if money was of no um, object, then I would do two full days of daycare. Mm-hmm. Which is what we're, we're aiming towards. And aiming towards I would have the nanny for one like, full day, like oh. not just six hours. Okay. okay. She'd be there from eight to five as well. Okay. Because, and then still have the two days of kind of splitting time yep. with her. Because for me, when my morning starts at 10, that's rough. No, I know. We've talked about this. That's like, that's basically evening. So for me, I want my <laughs> I want my morning to start early, and so on Tuesday and Wednesday you're doing your thing, and I'm I'm uh, with Maya Bear until I have to get on you for a second though because your mornings could start earlier if it you could. woke up earlier and didn't turn your alarm off like you did this morning. I turned my alarm was set for six this morning. I turned it off and slept till seven thirty. <laughs> so. Um, because I knew it was a long day. It was just for fun. I just had to poke at you there. I know, I know. Um, but yeah, that's what I would do. I would have three long full days where Maya's at daycare all day, two days, and she's with Nanny at home all day, one of those days. Right. I would leave Thursdays as is and Fridays as is right. because I love having my Thursdays with, with baby girl and you love having your Fridays with baby girl. Yeah. And I think it's cool that she gets to spend those full days with mom and dad. Absolutely. So that's what we do. Those are the facts. Okay, so now what are we going to talk about? Shifting into how you explain to people why Maya goes to a daycare, why she has a nanny, like how and why we have our life set up the way that we do when we just like hang out at home all day. All right, that's it. That's the end of the show. Gosh. (laughs) Listen, for folks who just think you hang out at home all day, that is 1,000% ignorance. Eating bonbons. Let them know. Listen, if you really want to see what day of my life is like, cool. Come hang out with me. I'm happy to walk you through it. But they don't want to do that. No, they don't. They, they just want to spew their stuff at you and make you whoever you are in their mind. They don't want to actually understand because if they wanted to actually understand, they wouldn't be saying what they're saying. Will you close that window behind you? Yeah. Is there a lot of construction noise? Yeah. I don't know if you all can hear it. It sounds like they're building a house right next to our house. <laughs> but there's already a house. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think that's the type of stuff you just you just don't entertain those conversations there's you don't have to give an explanation to those folks because they're not looking to truly understand like sarah said they just want to to share what they have to share they just want they just want you to know that they disapprove right well there's no space 
in there. Uh, if there is space for people to want to understand, they will ask questions, and it won't be phrased in "Why do you do like that?" Yeah. Like someone asks you, the, "Why? Why do? Why do you do this when this and this?" They're not really in a space to listen. Right. You know, and you can kind of gauge that energy. If somebody is interested in understanding why you set something up, cool, explain it. But if if they're just wanting to be right, fine. Yeah. Let them let them let them be right because you're ultimately doing what works for you because it has to work for you because it's your mental energy, it's your emotional energy that gets drained when you're worried about what other people are thinking and you're worried about, oh my gosh, is my schedule going to fit into the plans and the desires of my family? That's ultimately draining your energy. So, you know, that's a choice you get to make. Do I want to be doing things for other people and making sure that I set my life up so that other people feel comfortable? If you do, great. If that's a choice you make, awesome. Just deal with the consequence of that. Otherwise... Make a choice and let them do what they're going to do because people totally have opinions about us. And like Sarah said earlier, they totally have misconceptions about what it's like to to be self-employed, working from home parents. Right. Even our tight community of people here in Atlanta who know us so intimately will say things like, well, you and you and, and Sarah are always seeing each other. You guys yeah, are always you guys hanging hang out. out all day. And I'm like, oh, my it's God. like you have no idea what, what we do. And you're like our closest peeps. Like, <laughs> yeah. and you still don't know what a day in our, in our yeah. shoes is like. Yeah. So that's just, it is what it is. All right. You ready? Tag me in. Tag me in. All right. Okay. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details couple thoughts that came up for me as you were talking and I was jotting some notes down. First of all, with the people that are coming at you with whatever this is that are giving you that resistance and the flack, flack just sounds gross when you say it, giving me flack, um, to help you be more compassionate and understanding and not go into like a fit of rage and want to punch them all in the face. I feel like it behooves you, you know, Liz in this case, but also anyone, like I'm not just yelling at you, Liz. Um, to understand where they're coming from a little bit better because when you can cultivate a little bit of your own compassion and we've talked about this in the show a lot, you know, how you're making your birthing decisions, whatever. If you can be more compassionate and understanding on where the other person is coming from, then they have less effect on what what's going on with you. So I feel like the people that are coming at you with flack are coming from one of possibly two places and it comes from guilt. It comes from their own guilt and judgment on themselves as a parent, or even if they're not a parent, their views of parenthood. Yeah. And I feel like it comes from one of two places. One, being with their kids too much, quote unquote, or spending all their time with their kids. So maybe they are a stay-at-home parent and they're seeing what you're doing and they're jealous, and they're potentially. And frustrated with their current situation. And it doesn't mean they don't want it. It doesn't mean they don't want to be spending all that time with their kids, but they're feeling some sort of unfulfillment or un whatever that is. And watching you do that is triggering that for them. I definitely believe that. Oh happening. yeah. Totally frustrated with the decision that they've made and you know, go. Sorry. Right. The flip of that is a full-time working parent 
who is also experiencing displeasure with their situation, that they would want to be spending more time with their kids. So they see someone like you who's going the self-employed route and now you're choosing to put your child in daycare. Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just spend every waking moment with your kid? Because I don't get to do that. So I see you with that possibility and that opportunity. Why would you not seize that? So I think it's just projection. I think it's classic, 100% love and projection of someone's lack of satisfaction with their own situation. And so seeing their themselves in you and kind of that vicarious book, whatever that is, and just throwing it on you. So I feel like it's highly likely that it's coming from the place of a parent who spends more time than they they would ideally want with their kids. Doesn't mean they don't love their kids or they're not spending enough time with their kids that they would ideally want to be. Yeah. Not saying they don't love their job and not saying they don't have quality time with their kids when they do have that. But that's my first thought is Mm -hmm. the guilt that these people are most likely bringing to the table. And the second, go inward now. So that's more outward, how you approach the people around you. The inward thing of it is this thing of staying at home, you know, in quotes here in the email that we've read, or like you're at home or you're working from home. I feel like it serves you, in this case, whoever this this person is, Liz, whoever else is, is going through this, and ourselves too, I feel like we do this constantly, is checking in with why are you doing what you're doing? Why does, you know, going for the Bradley method, childbirth instructor and doula certification, that role, why does that matter to you? Why is it important for you and me, Matthew, to be coaches, to be podcasters, to be self-employed and entrepreneurial? What what is that in it for us? Um, Because when you're more clear on that and why you're doing it, then you wouldn't look at it as hanging out at home, staying at home. So maybe there's some confidence to be built there. There's probably some confidence to be built there around your decision and feeling affirmed in it in and of yourself and knowing that your child benefits, your children benefit, your partner, those people that are giving you flack and the extended community benefit when you are confident and in your passion and in your work and balancing that with your family, your children, yourself, your own self-care, all of that. Um, That's what I feel like is going to be the ultimate thing to support you in dealing with this. I mean, it's going to be nice to know where people are coming from, of course, but that internal thing I think is really big on just why are you doing it and why are you interested in what you're doing? And if that's what it takes to do what you're doing to be at home, I think it just takes shifting that relationship of like you're being at home. So that energy around it, maybe it's making your schedule a certain way. You know, we just laid out our schedule for you, what it looks like, if it means laying out a schedule, if it means setting up your workspace in a specific way that makes you feel great about sitting there and it feels like your office and it feels like the place you're going to do your dedicated work or you go to the coffee shop and that's where you do your work. Um, work and making money and making a living and supporting your family looks so different across the board these days. And I think that's amazing. Um, and a lot of people aren't up to date with that, you know, or don't see that example working really well. And so when there's just any mention of it and they don't get it and they can't wrap their mind around it, they're going to write it off. But um, I think I've reached the end of my <laughs> my uh, my wind as I was like really ripped up at the end. And now I feel like I've, I've kind of come full circle with it. And I think it just comes down to being confident in the decision that you're making. And so what these people are doing is they're just reminding you like, ah, okay, I still have some work to do because if I was fully confident what I'm doing, this person's side comment or whatever really wouldn't bother me all that much. So this person showed up today to just remind me I have a little bit of bolstering to do as far as why I'm doing what I'm doing, why I'm passionate about it. And hey, like my kid gets to see me in action doing what I love. 
I think that's really cool because think about the kids who watch their parents hate their jobs and begrudgingly go somewhere every day and they're going somewhere where they don't get to be with their kids and then that sucks too and then all of that. So I feel like it's an empowering paradigm shifting thing for kids to see you loving what you're doing and doing it in a way, a healthy, sustainable way when you can then spend time with, with them too. Ooh, okay. I think I'm done. Damn. <laughs> By the way, everybody, did you know Sarah is a balanced lifestyle coach? <laughs> and what she just dropped in this episode is just a just a little fraction of what you get in phone calls with her and coaching. I might wow. have to republish this on balance and motherhood because I've actually gotten questions about balancing motherhood and entrepreneurship and I haven't I haven't done it yet, but I feel like this kind of covers some of that because it's not the easiest thing in the world. Hell no, no. no it is not. <laughs> it's super hard. But it's just the practice and that constant check-in, like I said, of why am I doing this today? Why is this why? <laughs> you yeah, know, when your why is big. Why. Yeah. yeah, when your why is big, you will, I mean, it's not like birthing Maya into the world was the easiest thing, but your why for Correct. that was so big. That you're like, of course I'm going to go through this. Correct. So fantastic response. Thank you. I thought I had something to say. I was, mine was all opinionated and emotional. Yours was straight up like, this is the internal, this is the external, this is why they're doing that, and this is why you're going to be badass and build your why and have that confidence and go crush it. I love it. I got nothing else to say. Thank you. I don't feel like to, just to make sure I, I cover all of Liz's questions or comments, I don't feel like we've come up against much resistance around our work lifestyle. And I think that's just because of our community and the people that we are around and do interact with daily. We're around a lot of they, entrepreneurs. They are entrepreneurial as well. And we, we know a lot of self-employed folks. And then anyone we do get in conversation with, uh, I don't think I've ever experienced it. And if I have, it wouldn't be someone that's like even a blip enough on our radar to like, I wouldn't care. Like, I feel like if I got into a conversation with a stranger at the grocery store right now, they're like, why are you here right now getting groceries? And you're going to go back and like record some cute podcast thing. And your daughter's at daycare. I'd be like, bye, Felicia. Like, I don't even, I don't, I don't, just, like, I don't have time for you. <laughs> I think the confidence thing is, a, is big though, because you know, it, it's also in the way that you deliver what you're doing mm -hmm. and what you're up to. Right. People can, <laughs> people can tell right you know what i mean and so there's an energy behind how you describe your work how you describe what you're up to how you describe the time you spend when your your kids are at school you know what i mean because yeah i imagine if people think that there's a little glimmer of you might be just hanging out on the couch watching tv then maybe that's where they feel that they can step in and insert their opinion right but when it's like oh damn she's really getting her stuff oh sweet i get it you know that's I think that might just be a little teeny tiny bit, but you're right. We haven't really gotten yeah, that. Have you, do you remember? I can't remember anything where it's been like a, I felt like, okay, back off person. Uh, I've only worked for two businesses, people in my life. <laughs> so 90% of the work I've done has always been self-employed entrepreneurial. So I think that anybody who knows me, that's. Yeah. You know what yeah. else I'm going to throw out there though? If there were to be flack thrown, I would probably get it more than you. you. I was going to say, you you get Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yup. Yup. I don't know. It's not like an earth-shattering revelation, but for some reason, it just popped in my brain. Like, yeah, of course. Like, mom would get more crap. But. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Liz, hey, you got a community, Liz. You got a community yeah. of, of powerful, awesome mamas. 
on doing it at home and with Sarah and, and all the stuff that she's doing of folks who are being proactive, who are being entrepreneurial, who are, you know, whatever, even if just like just being confident in the decision making. Mm -hmm. So you're not alone. I think that doesn't even throw out the possibility of say you do work or you work part time or something at a more traditional, whatever that is, you know, job. And then in that off time, your kid has a sitter or your kid has a nanny or goes to. Oh, my gosh. Who cares? So my cousin, she has three kiddos. Uh She's a consultant. Right. And after having her twins, she had one girl and then twins. She wanted to continue consulting. So she was able to work from home. And had the babysitter come to the house so that the two twins would be taken care of while she was working at home. So in in that case, I could see people giving her crap for being at home and having a babysitter come to her house. Right, right. That's what we do. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's exactly what we do. (laughs) So, I mean, you know, people are going to – people are going to be people. And, you know, just – this dirt on, on your shoulder. Just dust it off. Yeah, yeah. Liz, I hope that helped. <laughs> I hope that gave you some context or anyone else, you know, going through that themselves or thinking about that for the future. If you are currently an entrepreneur and you're pregnant, planning for your birth or planning for conception, you're like, how the heck am I going to navigate this? You know, just know that there are ways and you, yeah. you make it work according to what works for you, just like your birth, just like your anything. Just like your, your life. life. Yeah, yeah. Hit us up if you have other questions. If you have, if you have, if you have uh, scenarios that you want to get our feedback on, yeah. email us hello at diahpodcast.com. Go to the website diahpodcast.com for the contact form, or go to Instagram at diahpodcast and ask us. We're yeah. happy to answer and just share what we've done, what has worked for us what hasn't worked for us, and what we've seen other people do effectively. Yeah. Special thank you again to Kelsey and Liz for your emails. We appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much. much. And you listening right now, you are awesome, and we love you so much. Peace. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved? Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.